Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here with the unbelievable, the untouchable Jessica Joan, and that's the name of her podcast. And she is a heroic figure. She is a whistleblower. And, uh, you know, I'll tell you what, she is uh, she has handled this better than anyone I could imagine. And when I say this, I mean, uh, you know, look, exposing and speaking out against Nexium, uh, you know, a cult. Uh, I mean, a heavy duty cult that uh, sucked in everyone, including Sarah and, and Clara Edgar's um, uh, daughters, Bronfman's and, uh, and uh, just insanity. What uh, what we saw there for years and years, and uh, and Jessica will be giving her victim in- impact speech statement, I should say, uh, in federal court for the sentencing of actress turned notorious Nexum recruiter Allison Mack, and the untouchable Jessica Joan is with us. But her podcast is. Uh, is upon us. It is a must, must watch. So she also has a, a book. I, I, I think you could pre-order the book, but we'll get into that. It's coming out uh, at the end of uh, August, but available for pre-sale uh, this coming Monday, I think. Monday uh, the 28th, you can get it. It is a must. Everyone be first in your neighborhood, first on your block to get it. Jessica Joan, how are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you so much, Frank, for having me here. And I feel so seen by you. I really appreciate it. Yeah, well, listen, we appreciate you. I mean, this is not an easy thing to do. It's not an easy thing to to speak up. And uh, I tell you, you you wear it well. And I'm sure you're getting uh, <laughs> getting accolades and congrats from from everyone. What's coming up? And uh, what is it? June 29th through the uh, through the first is is how long you'll be in New York doing this. Um, give us a give us a rundown on what's going on that. Um, in sequence of days, what is that? Four days. Four days in New York. Um, I'm going to spend a little bit more time there, but I am I'm going there obviously with the intention to give my victim impact statement at Allison's sentencing. I also have some friends that I'll see there, and I'll speak, be speaking um, at um, a couple other interviews and stuff as well. Well, give us a little something about Allison. And again, I you know we don't want you to you know. Uh, say anything that you can or we don't want you to spoil what you're going to say there but give us for those of us who don't know much about Allison Mack give us her involvement and what she was doing for Keith Raniere and uh, Nexium what was going on there so you know and and I appreciate that of that awareness so Allison Mack you know she was an actress she was on Smallville she's so great at playing the girl next door and like the big sister kind of figure and that's initially how she lured me in was with that that persona and that feeling as if she actually cared but unfortunately she had ulterior motives and you know if I were to compare it to something it'd be you know like <laughs> this might be a little controversial but it'd be like if Veneri was Epstein she's like Glazane. yeah and that's that's really the reality is she was grooming women and recruiting them to be these sex slaves for Keith, among other things. Yeah, and just crazy. I, I, I had a weird experience with Nexium. Uh, you know, I was reached out to from the from the Bronfmans 
I, I think it was uh, Sarah who called you, the Clara. Uh, yeah, I think it was Sarah who reached out and 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 basically asked if I'd if I would meet with the Dalai Lama, and and it came out of left field. Mm. And, and I said I said sure, I'd be honored. You know, I didn't know anything about Nexium, and and they led with the Dalai Lama and who you know His Holiness. It's like you know the Pope or whatever. But uh, you know, and, and I did. I you know I. I you know, stand up. I stood up, you know, about 10 minutes with him and, you know, he had a cold and, you know, there wasn't, you know, it wasn't too much um, uh, there. But I, I saw Nexium in action at uh, an Albany event and a, uh, I think, Beacon Theater event. You know, I, I you know, kind of went there um, to see two of the things and you couldn't get near Ranieri and uh, and they mm-hmm. they would like surround him. And if you walked anywhere kind of near him, they felt you coming and, and they would just surround him. And they were all in white robes and, you know, and everything uh, going. It was like he was Jesus. And it was mostly women, right? I, I, didn't, see, I didn't see any women. I mean, I didn't see any men uh, around him. It just seemed to be women. Is that accurate? Is that how it was? You know, it's so, it, it's so funny that, that you say that and that you have your firsthand experience. Um, but yeah, it's it's insane to me because he was really great at attracting these, you know, essentially influential women, some very beautiful, wealthy, you know, successful, and he just was able to surround himself with them. Yeah, just it, and there were some men, but there were definitely a lot more women. Yeah, just just amazing to me. And um, well, listen, I, uh, could you could you and again, I don't want to make light of anything. I don't want to you know, it, I know you have a lot of people uh, coming, but I, any anything on the branding, because I think that's what stands out to people about Nexium, even people that just hear about it. it he was like branding the women. Right. He was uh, he was actually uh, putting his brand, uh, you know, whether, whether it was a, a KR or, or, or something or another. Um is, is is that accurate? He was actually branding the folks that were coming in there? Yes. So fortunate, uh, fortunately for me, and I think fortunately for them, I actually did not get branded. And um, before everything hit the fan and kind of blew up, they did assign me um, to return to Albany to go to what would have been a branding ceremony. But myself and a few other people involved kind of blew everything up before they got a chance to do that to the people that were supposed to be there. And so initially what they said and what Allison said was that we would get as if it was a tiny tattoo, like the size of a quarter. And she said it's like a brand, but it's really like a sisterhood tattoo of a beautiful symbol that represents the elements. So already they're lying to these women. They're saying it's going to be something that it's totally not. And then they're getting branded with a cauterized knife in their pelvic region with his and essentially her initials. Uh, Amazing. Just absolutely. The untouchable Jessica Joan is our subject. That's a podcast. It's a must. It is absolutely terrific, and she is wonderful, and she has a lot of people waiting to talk to her, and she's uh, just done heroic things, and, and she spoke out against this this cult and, and everything else that was going on with Allison Mack. Go to our podcast to hear much more. Uh, can you give us uh, a social media site? Give us the best place to listen to the podcast and anything else that you would want to cover that we haven't touched upon. Yes, my Instagram handle is Love Jess Joan, 
And in my bio, it has the links to everything, different interviews. And also, my book is going on pre um, So very excited about that. Um, I'll be going in-depth about my experience with Nexium, all of the details, as well as my childhood and how everything that I'd been through led me to there, but also gave me the tools and the wherewithal to get me out safely. Yeah, just an amazing job. Thank you very much. Congratulations on everything. The book, everyone's got to pre-order it on Monday the 28th. Uh, Jessica Joan, the untouchable Jessica Joan, uh, congrats and good luck next week. Thank you so much, Frank. I appreciate you. Jessica Joan, everyone. She is absolutely wonderful. And check out her podcast. It's a must-listen to. The book is going to be a must-read. And you could pre-order it this Monday, the 28th. And, you know, just a, just a little bit of a re- recap. Uh, from June 29th through July 1st, Jessica Joan, who is a wonderful actress, too, by the way, just uh, lovely and, and just talented. Oh, thank you. And uh, it, she will be giving her victim impact statement in federal court for the sentencing of actress-turned-notorious Nexium recruiter Allison Mack and... Uh, Wow, uh, just uh, what she has done uh, is is wonderful as far as bringing the awareness. But go, it, it's it's must listen to radio podcasting. The Untouchable Jessica Joan, everyone. Frank McKay urging everyone to buy the book. Uh, you could pre-order this Monday, uh, June twenty eighth, and Jessica Joan. Uh, once again, uh, the book I think will be coming out in August. One of the things, you know, I started getting into my personal experience with with Nexium. You know, somebody had reached out to me, and uh, and you know said, hey, uh, you know, the Bronfmans want to speak to you, and and I said, uh, who do I know? Oh, uh, I said Edgar Bronfman, and, and they said, no, no, his daughters, Sarah and, and Claire, want to reach out to you. And Edgar, I I met, you know, I, I actually sat at a dais somewhere or another with him. He owned Seagram's. And if I have this wrong, I'll, forgive me, I, I haven't thought about it in so long. And, and kind of Jessica Joan just kind of um, uh, fell in my lap here for a second. You know, someone reached out about uh, talking to her, and, and she's she's doing great things, wonderful things. But anyway, um, so I, I said, yeah, sure, you know, have them call. And, and they asked me about the Dalai Lama. And I think it was Sarah called me and she said, Chairman, you know, you know, for the, talking to me as Chairman of the Independence, um, you know, want to see if you want, would like to meet His Holiness and uh, the Dalai Lama will be here and blah, blah, blah. And, and I, I, I said, yeah, I'd be honored. Sure, I'd be absolutely honored. And what they were talking about doing, this has never been reported anywhere. I'm just saying it now. And I, what, what they were talking about doing and I don't mean the Bronfmans, but some people around them. And I guess they figured I would be impressed with, you know, the, the billionaire's daughters um, reaching out. But uh, Edgar Bronfman, uh, they were estranged from him because <laughs> they they joined a cult. I mean, you know, I, I, I get it. And, you know, again, I, I, I feel for all the families that, that were split up over the cult. But I didn't know anything about it. And there, there was some plan to talk to the Seneca Indians, the Native Americans, the Senecas, about uh, about giving part of their land because they have, uh, you know, sovereign territory. But uh, this is crazy. But giving part of their land to Nexium for 
uh, use of, of New Tibet. Uh, and I didn't know anything about the Dalai Lama, really. I mean, other than basic stuff. But the Dalai Lama is is a refugee, right? He's a refugee, uh, and he's you know been kicked out of Tibet by the Chinese uh, government and and whatever. And he he travels around. He's you know like uh, you know basically you know goes from event to event, and you know he's he does very well. But I assume what happened is the Bromfman's. I assume, and I'm sure it's well documented. I just haven't followed up on it. I'm I'm sure the Bronfmans had some money, and they they got him uh, to to speak the Dalai Lama. You know, by the way, the Dalai Lama. Like I'm going to say no to meeting the Dalai Lama, and uh, I, I just was perplexed. Like why the Dalai Lama want to meet me or whatever? But what what they wanted the people around Nexium, they they needed someone, and, and this is. This is bizarre, right? It's bizarre. But they needed someone who had some relationship with the Seneca Indians. And the Seneca Indians, just so you know, they own the, the Rochester Americans. I don't know them them well. I've got a great deal of respect for, for the chief and the folks that I did meet. And, you know, I, I saw a hockey game up there. Uh, the Rochester Americans are a minor league hockey team. And they own that. But they own Seneca cigarettes. And, and if I... If I understand this correctly, if I know this correctly, um, I think they said $10 billion a year in sales. Now, this is, a, I, I think, a cheap cigarette that uh, that different Indian reservations around the country buy off of the Senecas and, and do it. But $10 billion, like a $10 billion gross, I don't know. You know, I, I, I'm going off of memory, and I'm just kind of you know, telling you, you know, what, what I know. So anyway, it, they, they've got a tremendous amount of money, tremendous amount of resources. So I guess Nexium, well, someone around Nexium had this as an idea to, uh, to get them a little piece of, of land where I guess they couldn't be touched. And maybe, maybe it had to do with, maybe it had to do with, um, you know, I guess uh, being absolved of, uh, of any of the sins that were going on there. But Ranieri is, is a weird but obviously, he's a, weird, he's a cult leader, right? He's a cult leader, and uh, he, he's a, a very strange character. He, when I saw him, it was from a distance, and I was re- I, I wanted to meet him. I, you know, I figured, hey, let me, uh, let me meet him. Let me see what he's about. I was just hearing about him, and, and they just wouldn't let you. You know, they just blocked him in, and it was very non-aggressive, non-violent type of blocking you away from him, and. I was in a theater, I think up in, you know, up in Albany, I don't know if it was the Capitol Theater or something like that, and and I listened to the Dalai Lama, and before that I met him in the, um, I think it was the Crown, um, uh, well, maybe the Hyatt or something in, in, um, in, in Albany, downtown Albany, and I, you know, met him there for 10 minutes, Dalai Lama, and then after the event, I, I tried, I attempted to get over to Keith Raniere, and so I was walking, and you know you got to walk around a bunch of chairs. It's a theater, and and the theater seating. And as I did that, they, without looking, the the women surrounding him, uh, like they they amassed themselves to where people seemed to be coming from him, you know, coming to to see him. And I, and they just bl- it, it, I got further and further away every time I moved closer. It was bizarre. It was like they they knew it. It was uh, it almost like a pattern. So this was this cult. This was Nexium. And 
I, I said to somebody, geez, I tried to get over, and they said, oh, you, you're never going to get, get anywhere near him. And, uh, he, and, and I said, why? And they said, uh, death threats from the families. So the families of, of I guess, the cult members were, you know, were you know, furious, obviously, uh, with Ranieri, and I guess they, he had these death threats. He's in prison now. He's going to be in prison for a long time. I mean, Brandon women. I mean, this is, you know, horrendous. Of course, I didn't know any of this. I had no idea. I didn't do any research. You know, the Dalai Lama, right? They say, you want to meet the Dalai Lama? Sure, I'll meet him. So I, I asked somebody, I mean, it's a Politico around there, and I said, yeah, how come me? How come, you know, you guys reached out to me? And this is what he said. It's, <laughs> it's bizarre. He said, uh, he said, well, look, think about this for a second. We, we wanted somebody who's connected politically, and who knows, you know, the, the governor, the, the Senate majority, and he made a big point about that, you know, having a relationship with the Senate majority. And I can't remember what year this was, but I assume it was either Skelos. It wasn't Bruno. It was past Bruno, but uh, Skelos or, or Flanagan was the Senate majority. And someone who know, you know, knows the, the Dems on the other side. So someone who's well-connected politically, someone who knows a, a political uh, a, uh, his way around the political um, system, um, connections and and knowledge and some kind of political skill. And so far, it sounded like you know, he's flattering me, or uh, you know, he's laying it out. He said, but then also uh, someone who's not afraid of bad press. And uh, and I was looking, and I was uh, smiling, and and he said, uh, he said the other thing, and this is like very difficult, but someone who has some cult experience or <laughs> experience being around cults and uh and he said no offense but somewhere in your obituary the word cult will appear and if anyone knows anything about me politically we had a it, we had a cult in the independence party uh, they had 38 percent of the vote originally and you know we inherited them i inherited them when i became chair and we knew we were going to have to get you know we we're going to have a big bloodbath with them one day and you know lovely Seemingly lovely people in there it wasn't a um, uh, you know religious cult, but it was a political cult. It's a cult, you know. What I mean, it, it's a cult. So eventually, we had a showdown. I had a showdown um, with them, and we as a group threw them out. So they went to, from having thirty-eight percent of the vote to having no percent of the vote. It was you know whatever. But uh, because that happened, we battled and we battled in the press, and and uh, you know it was a big showdown with the Fulanis and. Uh, and and Fred Newman, who was the cult leader, he's he's deceased now. But anyway, so it was a whole crazy thing, you know, it was a whole um, uh, crazy thing there. But anyway, the guy says, "Look, no offense, but somewhere in your obituary, the word cult is going to appear, probably because of that thing, you know." So somebody that wouldn't be afraid of bad press, somebody who's politically connected, someone who knows all sides of the the political equation here in Albany, uh, someone who knows the Seneca Indians. Uh, someone and uh, you know someone who uh, has some knowledge of cults. He says, and and Frank, I, n- no offense, I'm not saying you're the only person on that list, but I can't think of anybody else who checks off all those boxes. He said, no offense. He said, I said, no, I'm not, I'm not offended. But I said, what do you want me to do? And and he says, I don't know. Maybe you could help figure out 
what to do. And I said, right, let me let me look into this. It's a cult, you know. I said it's a it's a it's a cult. Let me look into it or whatever. And of course, once I started, <laughs> once you read the very, you know, the very first couple of things, uh, you, you know, you realize it's it's a cult. You're not going to help this uh, this guy. But he he looked like Jesus. You know, he he made himself look like Jesus. He had a you know he had a beard and and long hair. Look looked like Jesus, I should say, as he's portrayed in uh you know in many portraits and whatever so and he wore a white robe and everybody else wore a white robe you know all women they all kissed on the lips like hello when they you know the the women kissed each other not it, it, it was just like a, a greeting and i noticed that and it was all women and and i know uh, jessica jones just said you know there were men involved too i i'm sure but the things all i saw was was women and i and again i think it was the capitol theater in albany and uh, oh, the Crown Plaza is where I met the Dalai Lama. It was uh, it was for ten minutes. It was uh, also a friend of mine was there, and you know his his English is you know it's fine, but uh, you know it's it's not not well and uh, you know not well enough to, to have uh, you know a heavy duty conversation with him. And he had a cold, and uh, it was just it was it was interesting and you know uh, by the way if somebody said you want to meet the dalai lama tomorrow i'd try to make time to meet the dalai lama you know it's uh you know it's, it's the pope of his religion you know and and he uh, has a wonderful message and all of that unfortunately unfortunately uh he's a uh he's he's uh i was gonna say a footnote he's more than a footnote i guess in the nexium cause and the nexium um <laughs> the nexium cult of Keith Raniere and Alice Mack was recruiting folks from them. So Jessica Joan did did a great thing. She spoke up against them. She uh, she was recruited and she was, you know, one of them and they they I guess she got wind of it and I don't know too much about her background uh simply because it, it, the interview just came came upon me but she's giving her victim impact statement in federal court for the sentencing of, I'm reading this, uh, actress turned notorious Nexium recruiter, Allison Mack, and uh, again Nexium, look them up. They are a, it's it's Ranieri. I mean Ranieri was the main guy, but he he sucked in the Bronfmans. I think they're both in jail, Sarah and Claire, and Edgar Bronfman. I I don't even know where Edgar. Is. I don't, you know I, I I'm sorry. I don't know if he's alive or dead, and I didn't know him well. Uh, it's just uh, you know I, I spoke to a high goodbye type of thing at a, at events and uh, some business events and uh, Manhattan I think um, I met Bronfman so you know when they said uh, you know something to do with Bronfman you know I thought you know the guy you know who's uh, who owns Seagrams you know owns multi billionaire or whatever uh, but no it was Sarah and Claire as part of a a cult just a weird thing Nexium. And that was my <laughs> my experience, and uh, you know, so I, I think I, I saw the Dalai Lama at two events, and uh, really I, I couldn't get anywhere near Ranieri. So if anybody says, uh, oh, you know, the guy's part of Ranieri, I, I would have loved to meet him. You know, I was trying to meet him. I didn't know much about him, but he's a cult leader, and you know, I'm not afraid to meet a cult leader, right? And so, and, and I didn't know anything you know about him, but I figured I'd be talking about it one day. 
like we're talking about it now, and I, I guess it's a, it's a little bit of a story, but you couldn't get anywhere near the guy. <laughs> it was, he was they protected him like he was the president, uh, the the pope, or the the Dalai Lama himself. They're funny, the Dalai Lama I got to you know spend ten minutes with, uh, and they and they reached out to me about that, and and you know I spoke to him a couple minutes backstage somewhere, uh, either at the Beacon or. Uh, or the the Capitol, whatever that other theater was, but uh, no problem getting to the Dalai Lama up there. Getting to Keith Raniere was another, was another story. Cult leader Keith Raniere was the subject, and and you could hear much more about him. Um, and I, I shouldn't make light. A terrible situation. But Jessica Joan, I think she's a heroic figure, and and again giving her victim impact statement in federal court, and and again uh, and speaking out against Allison Mack, actress. Turn recruiter for Nexium. Frank McKay signing off. Check out her book. It, you can pre-order it uh, this Monday coming up. And Jessica Joan has been our very special guest. Frank McKay signing off. The Untouchable Jessica Joan is the podcast, and Jessica has been our very special guest. Whistleblower extraordinaire. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down. <laughs>